0: It's just it's different. And would would that have, you know, survived today if that same situation happened today? No, I don't think.
1: No, I don't think anybody would have cared. I think it would just be like, you know, everybody's doing it now. Everybody knows that they're doing it now.
2: Right. Like, it's it's no surprise. You look at these metal bands that have to cancel their show because they're having computer glitches for their backing tracks. It's like huge bands having these issues. It's like, can you not just play some of it?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the B Sides and Beers Podcast.
2: Welcome to B Sides and Beers, episode seventy-six. Tonight we're digging into the not-so-shocking story of late '80s R&B <laughs> duo Millie Vanilli. <laughs> <Woo-hoo>! Yes. <laughs> excellent topic. Excellent topic. Um, yeah, yeah, I wonder who brought this one up and 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 why. <laughs> but I'm happy they did.
1: Oh yeah. It's good. It's a good one. Before we get too deep though, let's cr- let's crank yeah. it right off here with what we're drinking because I crank it. I'm ready, to cra- I'm ready to crack one open here. So uh, Dane, why don't you fire it up there? Are you sure you don't want to start? <laughs> oh, sure. I'll go. I don't know. I just do it and then I'll just get out. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm doing a little bit more tree brewing uh and I got kind of two winter ones uh and it's the wild wildland winter ale. Beer with vanilla flavor, five percent. Ooh, vanilla. Vanilla. Millie, vanilla. That's what I was thinking to Milli go along vanilla. with that. Um, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's the closest I could get. Uh, and in that kind of four pack, uh, I'm gonna give it a go. It's the cranberry, cranberry, orange sour. And I don't drink Ooh. very many sours, so I'm going to try it. It's a beer with cranberry and blood orange juice. Uh, and that Beauty. is coming in at 5.4%. So nice. I'm going to crack that and sit back and listen to what you guys got.
2: Okay.
0: Ah, Dane? Go ahead, T.
2: Okay. I got two tonight. The first one is from Strathcona, Strathcona Brewing Co. It is a Headbanger Triple India Pale Ale, and it is a 9.2%. Holy mole! Look at the, the, the flaming devil horns there. And Great can. Yeah, super badass. So there's that one, and the other one is from Steamworks Brewing out of Burnaby, and it is an Imperial Breakfast Stout that is a 10.5%, and this one <laughs> is brewed with waffles. Uh, toasted oats, vanilla bean, and maple syrup. Hold up! Wow. Brewed
0: with waffles.
2: That's what it says.
0: They make waffles and then chuck it in the brew.
2: Uh, maybe at the tail end.
0: It's like Denny's beer. Oh yeah. Sm- yeah sm-
2: so a nice. Nice ten
0: percent smack in the mouth.
2: Then.
1: Woo! Double whammy today. Yeah. Yeah. That is that's like breakfast in a can right there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> fired up. And sorry, uh,
2: Strathcona Brewing, where is that out of? Uh, one, I think that's Vancouver. Strathcona is, yeah, Vancouver. Cool. Yeah, they go. East Hastings Street. So, got lots down there. Yeah, let's do that one. Dane? All right. Um,
0: I'll follow you up here with another Vancouver brew. This is Container Uh, container brewing sound familiar. Did did, one of you guys have container at some point in time? I
1: think so. Yeah. It sounds, rings a bell.
0: Okay. Um, so I've been looking for like a real nice Belgian style beer and I haven't really found one. Like a lot of people, a lot of breweries here will do like a Belgian style and it's just not what I feel is like a, a Belgian tasting beer. But container um, does a dubell, a triple, and a, uh, a quadruple, Ooh. which I had last night. And holy shimole. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this is called a duo. So this is um, just a nice double, Uh 6.6%. So I've even got my, my tulip glass here. Oh, yeah. Beauty. So, uh, I'm ready to, ready to rock. Oops. What's, what's <laughs> spill something? it I'm now. Style beer. Don't spill it now. Village. Um, next one up is, uh, Red Truck, another Vancouver brewery. Yep. And, uh, this golden hour cranberry ale is delicious.
2: Oh, I haven't seen that one. What's that can look it's like? It's
0: so good.
2: Mm-hmm. I've seen the can. I haven't tried one yet.
0: Yeah. Um. I was a bit hesitant because I was like, I don't know, cranberries. I don't, like, I uh, immediately I thought, is this going to be, like, a sour? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm just, like, not a big sort of big fruity flavor in my beer kind of guy. But it's super subtle. It's really nice. And it's just, <coughs> excuse me, like, a really easy drink and beer. Super nice.
1: Yeah, Red Truck's been it's pretty good. It's solid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, they seem to be killing it these days. I see them everywhere. I don't know about you guys, Yeah, but, lots, yeah, lots everywhere. of brought yeah. lately. Yep, yeah. Um, and then I've got my Yellow Dog Squirrel Chaser. So yeah. <laughs> uh hazy pale ale. This is a five point two percent. And yeah, Yellow Dogs out of Victoria, right? No, Port uh, Moody. I should know that by now.
2: Yeah, soon and to be Penticton in Penticton. Yeah.
0: What's that? They're moving.
2: Yeah, well they're they're taking over uh Bad Tattoo apparently.
0: Oh, I get it now. The yeah. all the stuff in the chat. Okay, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Yeah,
2: so Bad Tattoo shutting her down and yeah, the Yellow Dog is just moving in and took over and Yeah. So, so is that going to
0: be like an an additional brew site for them or
2: is this like they're they're moving? I don't know the details. it sounds like it's going to be two locations. Right. So it's just a proper expansion.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Okay. Yeah,
2: it's kind of shitty to see bad tattoo go, but uh,
0: yeah, there's still still cans in the store. I saw some today. Yeah. But uh, yeah, probably not for much longer. No.
1: Speaking of not much longer, let's. Whoa. Yeah. There's the nice segue. Let's talk about Millie Vanilli, shall we? Um, Let's do that. Dane, this is your topic suggestion, so I, can you tell us why? Because it's a good
0: one. Um, it's probably because the last podcast I was four beers in. and
2: uh, <laughs> Seemed like a good idea at the time.
0: Seemed like a good idea at the time. Uh, but also, I think um, it's it's super interesting because, uh, you know, as far as like backing tracks or backing vocals, I think a lot of live acts these days uh are not 100% singing on their own. Yep. Um, there's a lot of sort of mixing in and and you know, a lot of trickery to make sure everyone sounds uh, super perfect. So yep. I thought it's interesting how I mean these guys uh, really took uh, a beating. I mean we'll probably get into the the dark and dirty details, but yeah essentially, I was kind of thinking like you know they weren't doing anything that much worse than what's happening to or what a lot of recording acts are doing today live so yep. I thought it'd be interesting to just kind of dig into it see like mm-hmm. who who got that milli vanilli money man like what happened mm-hmm.
1: yeah mm-hmm. so yeah and did you know that they're going to make a or they're making a biopic on this did you know? Yeah. Like I, I found that out after the fact. It's kind of funny. Like we kind of talk about these things and all of a sudden they become big. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Your welcome world. Yeah. Yeah. But uh,
1: yeah, a very interesting kind of dive on this because I always, you know, th- there's a lot of different layers to it, but I always wondered like how everybody was hushed. Like, how, what was the contract? Like, what What did they all agree <laughs> to, to be like, we're going to keep this on the down low for two and a half years until it all blows up, right? And, you know... Yeah, you, you listen to those interviews and you listen to the music, and yeah. you know, they don't, we don't match speak. at all, right? Well, you got the whole German. And yeah, French like they thing. could barely speak English, they could barely yeah, pronounce yeah. the English language, right? And listening to them sing and listening to them sing, even at that like press conference at the end when they got busted, it's just so bad, <laughs> so sad to listen to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and watch, totally. you know, and totally. uh, I, I feel bad for them, you know. I, I feel just I don't know the whole story even after digging into it because I don't know about you, but I found a lot of dead ends on it. There was some totally, yeah, like yes,
0: and I want to get into that,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: if you don't mind. Oh,
1: go for it, yep. yes, absolutely, yeah. because it was there was a bunch of them
0: so. I remember like there was like a behind the music that came out a long time ago. um I don't think I even saw it. I just remember being curious one night and googling like whatever happened to Millie Vanilli mm-hmm. and there was the unfortunate um I guess it was Rob um sorry it was uh let me get his his full name Rob uh Pilatus Pilatus. Mm-hmm who uh, committed suicide and it was just something that he took very badly but when you look at interviews with fab uh, Morvan yep. the the uh, the surviving member it seems as though he's not that like he's not a hundred percent accepting the fact that they did something wrong let's put it that way right. He's just like, well, you know, they told us we were going Mm -hmm. to sing and we didn't, but still, you know, we were singing uh, before, um, what's his name, Frank Farian found us and he knew that we could sing, but he never like let us do it, but we wanted to do it. And Mm -hmm. he just doesn't seem that remorseful.
2: It wasn't our fault, man.
0: Yeah, it's kind of that. It wasn't our fault, dude. But... um, and he, and he he gets certain details wrong. Like, um, there's the the example where they're they get the skipping CD at the music. Girl, you know, know it. Awards. Girl, you know it. No. Girl,
1: you know it.
0: Right. Yep. And Rob <laughs> runs off the stage, and you can see he's visibly upset. Yeah. But I saw an interview with Fab, and he's like, "Oh, you know, it wasn't so bad because like we uh, we normally skip our songs and do yeah. different remixes, that it was no problem."
2: I'm a DJ, <laughs> and like, I do all these things, and
0: yeah. yeah, but it looked like a big problem. And Rob ran off the stage. I saw another interview, and he was like, "It was in front of eighty thousand people, and I was ready to quit right then yeah. and there." So it's different accounts, right? Yep. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It. it there's that side of it and then there's the side of just all of the people that were involved with all of this too right like with the, the singers this uh this you know brad howell john davis davis the all the like backup singers the female voices that are in there right and i read nice. that it was just like set up so that it was like you know, Charles Shaw rapping with these two dudes doing the singing and then they blend it all together in the chorus so you can't really tell who's really <laughs> singing or who's really doing anything, right? It's just yep, so layered yep. that you're just like, I can't really tell who's really singing at all, Yeah, you know? Um, yep. So yeah, anyways, and going down with that too with with, with Charles Shaw, uh, because uh, first of all, I love that interview with him and that, and that CNN thing because he was like a Chappelle oh, yeah. character in that. It was just <laughs> fantastic. Like, do you think that Millie Vanillier are good singers? Well, no, I don't think they are. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, no, no. Uh, you know, when he gets paid allegedly $150,000, uh, you know, hush money to redact a statement saying that he was a singer on Millie Vanilli. And then when I watched yeah. that interview, they says, no, I redacted my statement that I was singing, but I actually yeah. was rapping on <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. There's right? a difference. It's a difference. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and then it's just like, I don't know how they all, they, some of them, I read they had to sign a confidentiality agreement that they weren't going to say anything. And, you know, just all this fishy business. But that... Yeah. Frank Farian guy that guy's done it before too like he was the he's the guy who put Boney M together yep okay and, yeah and then he like the the lead singer of Boney M goes in there lays down the vocals and then finds out later that his voice has been replaced by Frank <laughs> Farian who has wow. put it over oh, top so okay. This was a whole nother lawsuit that happened like before this like Millie Vanilli thing even happened. So this guy's been like, this is is not his first rodeo, right? Like he's done this before. So. Right. Anyways, it was just a bunch of dead ends and like, I don't know where this contract went or what you made or who made what. Like, yep. I think Frank well, Varian made a ton of cash and, like, rode off in the sunset. I think that's what happened. Everybody did. So did that's, Brad
0: and John, apparently. yeah. Uh, they, they, I'm not sure they about they Charles.
1: Yeah. I, I don't think he got paid much. I think he, and, like, there's a lot of rapping on that. Like, and if you play all,
2: <laughs> if yeah. you play
1: all, like, their hits, like, kind of in a row, it's the same, like, rap. It's just like mm-hmm. the dan yeah dance. yeah, it's the same stuff all the time, right, so anyways, yeah, I don't very, think you got paid much there
2: very very uh Mike Patton Faith, no more, or yeah, <laughs> kind of rapping yeah,
1: it's yeah, it's the same pattern over and over again on those three songs, but
2: well i i think I think this whole story it's i i I don't think it it it's something that uh looks bad on uh you know the two individuals of Millie Vanilli but it comes down to the music industry in general where it's been happening for ever you know when when you go back to the the 50s and you look at Elvis or you look at any any big hit where it started off uh, well with Elvis and the whole Motown scene where these people they sang but they didn't write the songs or right, they had yeah. musicians that did everything they wrote the songs and then they had brought in someone to sing so it was you know uh, the same group of five or eight people uh doing the music on everyone's albums and not getting you know the credit for it I mean getting paid like mad but not getting the credit for it and then you you go further along and it when you get into the MTV age when it's all comes down to all style and no substance where you're yeah they're packaging an image. What can they sell the image wise and who's actually saying we don't care because here's here's these songs that one person wrote and do a little dance and sell eight million records and then we'll carry on to the next person and it's still happening today.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's really funny because when you think, when you listen to it, they're not, ex- like, the people who were singing, I guess mm-hmm. Brad and John, mm-hmm. they're not excellent singers. It wasn't, I mean, I if anything, Frank Ferry, and maybe had a bit of a God, God complex, like, switching people out. But, like, yep. the production's pretty, pretty good.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a lot of money behind it. And when the record labels are denying things and going completely silently, oh, we didn't know. Yeah. Well, of course you knew. <laughs> Because probably 90% of your roster on your label is doing the same damn thing.
0: Okay, so then uh, I guess people were duped, right? I mean, they won Grammys totally. and people, like, they totally. just won everything. It was like yep. the perfect store. Like, what <laughs> what they wanted actually happened, and then they yep. had to deal with it. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and I suppose the public was duped. I remember when, um, like, you could trade your tape back in and get your money back. Yep.
1: Yeah. Like, yep. delete delete this. their entire, their, their record from the catalog, like, from the yeah. Arista catalog. Like, that's major. Like, you can't find that album on Spotify. Like, that, it's yep. not there, right? Yep. Like, yep. and yep. I had that tape. Like, that tape was mm-hmm. in our house, you know? Like, yeah. I remember what it looked like. But, yeah, just like, it feels like they kind of got, did they not have the, this is what I was thinking too, did they not have the technology to be able to, Take these guys' voices at the time and make it sound good, even if it was them. You know what I mean? Like, couldn't they have just like? Not really. No.
0: Did you see the the nineteen ninety two press release when they're trying to sing "Girl"? You know, <laughs> Awful. it's actually
1: Awful.
0: yeah. <laughs> That's worth price of admission alone. Oh, right there. it's it's crazy. awesome. So yeah. bad.
1: <laughs> yeah, and
0: then the album that came out, the subsequent album that came out yeah. with them singing, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. it's oh, it's terrible. He,
1: well, and oh, he's but, still doing it. Fab is still doing it. he? Yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, I looked. At, he's doing a true Millie Vanilli experience, Face Meets yeah. yeah. Voice. That's what it's called. And he is yeah. singing with Brad Howell. He is singing with the That's other all- guy. <laughs> And like he was at this 2020 festival, like somewhere in Europe. (laughs) And there he's doing Girl, You Know It's True. And then he lets him do the singing part. And Fab's doing the rap. And yeah, he's still doing like trying to do his moves. And it's just like, it's really (laughs) tired.
0: Yep. But okay, so sorry, just to circle back. um, And I, I was watching a video this morning of like Chris Isaac. And, and uh, Cameron Diaz presenting something for the MTV uh, Music Awards. Yeah. And Chris Isaac is just, like, sexually assaulting her on stage. It's mm. terrible. Mm-hmm. People are clapping and laughing. She's literally pushing him away as he's grabbing her wrists and trying to kiss her. Yeah. And then Jim Carrey walks up on stage and tries to make out with him and, and like, you know, kind <laughs> of, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. cool up situation a bit. But, like... I, back then, it, it seems so weird what people were accepting and not accepting. Yeah. Because Millie Vanilli, okay, people were duped, but it's still entertaining. It's still yep. super fun. Yep. Like,
2: yep.
0: I mean, was there any way that they could have salvaged that act and just been like, yo, listen, we're going to add a couple more singers to the mix, but you still get to see these guys dance around in their spandex. We're going to have a great yep. time to sell even more records and... but that didn't happen it was like cancel them now get them out yeah 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 so it's just it's different and would have would that have you know survived today if that same situation happened today no
1: i don't think no i don't think anybody would have cared i think it would just be
2: like you know everybody's doing it now everybody knows that they're doing it now right like it's it's no surprise you look at these metal bands that have to cancel their show because they're having computer glitches for their backing tracks it's right. like huge bands having these issues it's like can you not just play some of it sure it's not going to sound <laughs> sure it's not going to sound as full as yeah. as you would hope and and i'm i i do think that there is a place now for backing tracks with certain genres of of hard rock and metal where there's so much going on in the background and so many oh, yeah. layers you kind of have to fill it in
0: yeah but, with the legacy stuff too i mean shit yeah. how do you
2: yeah but and then you you look back at the albums too where uh the recording industry is so uh reliant on studio musicians where you can be in a band there's four guys in the band and you go in to record your own parts, and they decide, okay, well, you didn't get it in two takes or three takes. We're getting a session guy in here to record because you couldn't, because <laughs> it costs so X amount of money to record an album. So, why would I, you know, why would a recording? label and studio spend all that time and money for you to get your drum part or you to get your guitar part perfect when we can just get a session person in do it now oh sure you can perform it live that's fine but you don't play on the album and there's so many bands that people don't know the artists don't play on their own albums right yeah like yeah. at all uh you know you look at cats like uh, phil x uh on guitar that sits in with everyone from metal to pop to to whomever uh you look at john five you look at um yeah like uh these these professional session players that go in and they're paid to do these parts and then it goes out into the the wild and everybody listens to it and they don't know who's on there
1: i think the biggest thing Mm -hmm. i guess and it was like the kids sitting at the table like Having a starting the lawsuit with his mom sitting there in like Mm. 1990, right? Like all the like the microphones around the kid, and he was Mm -hmm. just like, you know, he's my hero. Like these guys are my heroes, and like I can't believe that they, you know, did this to me, (laughs) like that kind of thing, right? Mom's like, they lied to us. Yeah, they lied to us. And like that's the that was the thing, right? Like because everybody's like, well, how come they can't just give the Grammy to the two dudes, right? And they're like, well, they didn't they didn't put their name on the album. And that was the whole yeah. thing, right, is that their name right. wasn't on there, and that's why everybody felt like they got, yeah. And then and then, why didn't they give it to Tone Loke? I, why I did not give I, it to Tone <laughs> Loke? knew about it, man. He knew about it. He was it. right there. You know, he was on tour. Really? With, well, yeah, yeah, he said he was on, they were doing a thing with Paul Abdul and Millie Vanilli and Tone Loke, and he's like, I knew those cats back then. Uh, you know, he's like, I kind of blew the whistle then, but he's like, I didn't care. I. I got. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't care. You
0: couldn't speak a word of English, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, it was like the
1: indigo girls and in Tone Loke uh, that were up against yeah. Millie Vanilli yeah. for whatever category they won at. That's another joke,
2: yeah. right? Like yeah. best new best new artist or something like right. that. Right. Yeah. Best new pop artist. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Right, right. But it's interesting so you can see how I mean how sort of rooted the businesses I mean in the, the recording whatever. Industry, yep. it's not about the experience. It's not about bringing an, um, you know a, a completely entertaining act for people to enjoy. Right. It's about whose name is on the album, yep. uh, who's going to get paid. If, exactly. if there's so much of a problem that we can't get another album, make another however many millions of dollars, just like forget about it.
2: Yeah, That's, right. It's fast cash, man. And and yeah. nowadays, when it it costs x amount of money to make an album but the record labels aren't selling albums they're not selling cds they're not selling these these giant cash cows so they're like but before you used to be able to they, they used to groom artists so they, yeah. you would sign them to a five or seven album deal and sure the first two probably won't be that good and then but you let them grow and you let them develop and then eventually you make your money back and now it's couldn't. you know they, they sign you to a uh it's it's a forced 3 album deal but they can drop you at any time they want yeah so right. if you don't make it within the first if you're not getting them their money back and then some you're gone and let's get someone else in here
0: yeah yeah totally
1: it's got to be one of the like fastest rises and falls though like totally totally that's history, what makes right? it
0: such an, a, an amazing story yeah
1: cuz like i you know i remember as a kid them just getting massive and it it going on for a while too, right? And like even mm-hmm. when you go back and you're like, I know this song. I know this song. Yeah. Like even those other ones that I, I didn't know, like, you know, I'm gonna miss you. I forgot about that one and I forgot about the <laughs> all on nothing. Mm, it's yeah. got to be okay. yeah.
0: Some of them are, are are pure dog shit though. I mean, oh, some yeah. of them Garbage. are just I mean maybe they're they're super dated yeah, but holy cow! I was dancing within five minutes of. I don't yeah. know what the first one I put on was probably like blaming it on the rain. Yeah, and I'm doing the Running Man. I'm just <laughs> like, this, this is so good.
2: Yeah. Now, did you guys
1: hear the original "Girl, You Know It's True"? Did you hear? No, I
2: heard that it was a cover. Oh my goodness, oh, a cover! Really? It, like did... a
1: straight rip off. Rip off like cover. It is. It came out in 1987. So a year before By a a band from the states From Maryland called New Marks And I listened I didn't know this So I I put it on It's not on Spotify But it's on YouTube And it is It sounds exactly the same Like exactly the same So And that was
0: They didn't get credited
1: Yeah it's like a copy of a copy Of a copy Of a copy (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it And so
0: this This
1: Frank and brings it to Charles Shaw and says, hey, like, I'm going to, I heard this song. Or uh, no, he said, I want to do this song. And Charles Shaw says, that song ain't new. Right? Like, (laughs) (laughs) so he he heard it in the club (laughs) in Germany, and he's like, I'm going to make this bigger and better. And then just, like, took that song and completely ripped the whole thing off. I don't know what, like, Newmark's got any, like, cash for this because... That song was massive, so, like, where's totally. their piece of the pie? But if right? you have listened milly, to the it, Money? oh, yeah, w- where is it? It's buried, man. It's, like, with the Nazi <laughs> gold somewhere, you know? <laughs> and the Ark. And the Ark, you know? Like, <laughs> right. I don't know where it all went, but there was lots of it, and they were, like, planning a world tour when this all, like, went down, too.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Crazy, uh, it just crazy. makes me think like how many other bands are currently doing this right now? How yep. many bands that I like and respect and listen mm-hmm. to are just it's not them.
2: Nope.
0: Like you were saying T, you, like, you know, there's a the thing with the session players and, and things like that, but I wonder if there's like you know, artists who are you know, it's their music. They're they're known to write their music, perform their own music, but yep. I, I'm thinking Billy Corgan. <laughs>
2: yeah for sure it's all
0: that's not his voice
2: <laughs> i'm joking it's a terrible voice it's totally yeah. his voice. It's totally
1: yeah no like and just ones that like can't quite hack it right so yep. then you yeah. just get those guys to come in like for those parts right and what you know don't what you don't know don't hurt you right like that kind of thing
0: yep. but that's a different time right now like that stuff doesn't even really matter right like i mean there's certain artists that can just get away with it. I mean, yep. even back then too. I mean, Hendrix wasn't much of a singer; he was a performer and a hell of a guitar player, but not yep. much of a singer.
2: But it, it fit the music, and he it did. did, did. It and yep. he wrote the lyrics, and he did. You know, he did. He did the work. It wasn't. You know, he didn't come in there and <laughs> <Yeah>, auto tune. He, <laughs> he didn't auto tune, and then and then carry on and lip sync on stage while he 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 slayed on guitar. He did yeah. it. <laughs> But you think
1: about this as a like a straight dance group too, right? I yeah. mean, you think about the dance groups in the nineties and the two thousands. They're all lip syncing because they're dancing, right? Like not, not Marky Mark. Oh, right. Sorry, he's doing <laughs> not not Marky Mark. He's lifting nope. weights and feel the vibrations. He,
2: he did it all. <laughs> feel it. Feel come it. on, come on. <laughs> yeah. But I
0: mean, like that's a good point. I think they could have. Made it work because here's a good example: The Prodigy. Mm-hmm. I mean, what's his face? Uh, Phil, who was the the firestarter guy? Keith? Yep. Keith, oh, yeah. Flint. Keith Flint. Keith Flint. Keith Yep. He didn't really do much if you actually listen to the, you know a couple of albums. He's in one, two songs per album. The rest of the time, he's dancing on stage. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and there was a lot of other people in that in that group collective they were just kind of dancers. They added to the experience and that's yep. absolutely fine. Yeah. Yep. So it's just, yeah. But they it's, did it's,
2: it and they did the work and they recorded it and they wrote it, even if it was small parts and even yeah. if he was, yeah. you know, even even if he's just like a call man in the back, like, uh, you know, you look at uh, the rap, a lot of rap groups like Cypress Hill where, come you know, on, it's, come on. it's just the background fill here and there. It's kind of what he did. Yeah. He added this extra layer, but it was... It was so original that, you know, it stood out.
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. So I, I guess it boils down to people don't like being duped. People do not like being duped.
2: Well, they, they used to not like it. Now it's just so accepted. that It's, it's so accepted, man. And, and music these, these days are, are, is just so throwaway when it's free. Yeah. And, you, you know, the, when, when people are writing songs now, you have to catch someone within the first four seconds so you have to start with the chorus, or you have to start with the, you know, that's how you have to write a song because if you don't get past the first thirty seconds, you don't get paid. Hey, you yeah. know what you got to put in the first get that thirty 0. 000 seconds? in four. An,
1: an entire uh, <laughs> audio script. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's like on every single Millie Villani song, right? Like, yep. girl, <laughs> you really mean a lot to me.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean a lot to me. <laughs> Girl, you know it's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's that's catches you right off the bat, but you gotta have some of that in there in every single song. <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, it's 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 great. And like um, I watched those uh, clips, those interviews that you guys sent me in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one of them was talking about how it wasn't like they were still sort of bringing rap to the forefront of, mm-hmm. of popular culture.
2: It's very new. yeah. And this
0: was like a really great sort of bridge. It was R&B rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like it was enough for for anyone to enjoy it. Yep. And and kind of helped in the transition of, of rap becoming mainstream, I think It, totally. it was one of the first well, look, rap R&B albums well, look, I ever owned as a kid well, you
2: Yeah, look at them and like C&C Music Factory And like groups like this that were doing the exact same thing Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. all part of that kind of like safe rap Like family rap mm-hmm. back then too, right?
1: Like the French <laughs> yeah. Prince yeah, yeah. rap, like Fresh the Prince. MC yeah. Hammer rap Like that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? It was all in that same vein It was no us. naughty by nature yeah, no, naughty by
0: nature. <laughs> 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 yeah. Oh, naughty by nature is so good. So good, it's brilliant. So good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it, it's it's an interesting one too because, um, I think for what it's worth, it's it's stood the test of time, and like for whatever reason, like I thought about this. Couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago, we we're talking about it, but I mean, the music is still good.
1: It's catchy, yeah. man. Like, it was in our oldest. Like, we we were singing it just like in it wasn't even on, and it was just like you just come up with random lines from it, right? Yeah. Like, oh yeah, it just come into it. But so, I mean, it's catchy. Whatever the guy did, he put, he put it together. Like you said, it was like the beginning of the episode. It was produced very well because, like. When you actually listen to it on headphones and I listened to it in the truck, it's like, it Mm -hmm. sounds pretty good. Like, sonically, it sounds good, you know, like, um, but it's just catchy. It gets you, it gets you right off the bat, you know, and it's just, it's a lot of like, it's just the keyboard. It's the keyboard like hits, right? It's the keyboard like jabs or whatever they call those, right? Like the, there's Mm. lots of that in there and there's, it's a main part of the music (laughs) along with the, the simple rap. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it
1: flows 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 uh yeah no good episode i'm looking forward to this uh uh biopic i, I will watch that because i did watch that behind the music back in the day uh on it and it was you know interesting but i'm sure
2: there's you know they're gonna do like a, a way better version of that now i'm assuming so yeah
0: yeah yeah it'll be interesting to see maybe, the
2: maybe they'll goes. get uh maybe they'll get uh machine gun kelly in there to play one of them and- <laughs> oh my god (laughs) all right we want you guys
0: to subscribe share and review this podcast keep it going keep it strong because we're having a great time entertaining you guys with b-sides and beers podcast